Hey everybody, welcome back to the season finale of The Mandalorian. That's the uh, the show from Star Wars Minute that goes through every episode of the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Um, I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm Alex Robinson. And today we are up to, uh, the, as we said, the season finale. It's chapter 16, season 2, episode 8 of The Mandalorian. It's called score at home. The Rescuers Down Under. Two. No, it's the rescue. The rescue. Um, aptly named, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that qualifies. I worry. You worry I don't about. Know. I worry about people reading too much into these, and I worry about you know perhaps intended as such. Like again, I'm 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 very, I'm very suspicious. Well, let's get to that part. Okay. I'm very suspicious of Dave Filoni always. I'm, 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 I got my eye on you, David, 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 David. You, you know, you know his kind before. You've seen his kind before. Exactly. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, we I, I knew from the get-go that there was going to be... It's like, oh, I, I'm going to be... Uh, I, I started out on a good in a good mood, on a good foot with this episode because when I went to go play it the thumbnail image from the episode is of a Death Star droid in a corridor and I'm like oh alright I thought that was the funniest thing when that when because I, I saw the thumbnail and I was like oh wow what a weird thing and then of course it had almost nothing to do with the uh, yeah with the actual episode so uh, which is kudos to the thumbnail crew who put that exactly together. yeah <laughs> like to, to give us something but don't give us anything with when you're giving us something uh, although I'm sure, as a fellow Death Star droid fan, you were disappointed to find out that he did not. Uh, he didn't play majorly into it. Like the the yeah. Death Star droid was not the new head of the Empire. <laughs> I thought uh, Moff Gideon was going to peel off his skin, and underneath was going to be the Death Star droid. Hmm. But next time, <laughs> yeah, like there. Um, but uh, yeah, then we start out. Oh, I didn't get to look up. That's what I did. I didn't do my due diligence. That's the problem. Uh, why we didn't start you out do diligence? What's that? I said, why didn't you do diligence? I don't, I don't know. Um, the diligence is the worst uh, Imperial Star Destroyer name. <laughs> it's the, or the best. It's like the one that has. It's like where all the paperwork happens, and it's like you know the Imperial HR is on the diligence. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Can't control the system without the bureaucracy. <laughs> The USS bureaucracy. Um, that's the super star destroyer that the diligence comes from. Anyway, the um, the uh, we start out up in the middle of a chase. Yeah, well, we start out with, with an imperial shuttle, uh, an imperial shuttle pilots, which is which is uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the um, I don't see any. I'm looking for um, kind of notes on on who um, do we do we have any notes on who these um, these people are? Kind of uh, the shuttle pilots, and um, I assume they're all either voice actors from the Clone Wars show or Rebels, or they are like production people from the same. Um, yeah, I, there's currently no notes on on. Mm-hmm. That I could see on who they are. 
Um, oh, we're six, we're sixteen episodes in. We still have no name for uh, the the Imperial officer lady who the sergeant who the, uh, Gideon's like sidekick. Man. Yeah, communications Imperial communications officer. Speaking um, of which, did you see on just a brief aside here? Did you see on Twitter that um, someone who listens to our show was watching the the Mandalorian was like that that. that that actress seems so familiar. Where do I know her from? And then when he heard us talking about her, he realized he knew her in real life. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, like he had known her when he was like in high school or something. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when he heard us talking about it. So there you go. We're two steps from the person who played uh, Katie O'Brien. Katie O'Brien. We're going to have to now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's get back. She's we'll, in this episode. But yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, to that. Yeah. Um. So, well, I, I guess we'll get back to that. All right. So before we before because it's not a major part of it, before we forget, I wanted to point out that the Death Star droid in question uh-huh. was Chris Bartlett, the current, the the physical Golden Tony, as it were, mm-hmm. the the new Golden Tony, um, Golden Golden Tony two, <laughs> the 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 legend Silver of Silver Tony, the legend of Golden Tony, yes, Silver Tony, Golden Chris, uh, I don't know, um. Yeah, and also I don't remember. We'll have to double check this. I didn't do my due diligence either. But wasn't there a Death Star droid in the season finale last season also? Hmm. Where like in in um, the the bar where they were, there was like a Death Star droid that was like making drinks oh, and stuff. Could be. Or is it somewhere in that? Anyway, so it made me wonder if they're like not oh, EV ninety nine. There was no, an EV ninety nine. No, there was a okay. big shootout going on, and the Death right. Star droid was in the middle of it. Like, oh, oh no, oh, right. what am I gonna do? So anyway. Um, anyway, we see Imperial shuttle pilots with their Imperial shuttle pilot outfits, mm-hmm. um, which I, <laughs> I like. Think that, 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 that you think that you put that as the headline rather than Slave One is chasing an Imperial shuttle. Well, yeah, Slave One, but like, we've well, we seen see Imperial pilots. We've seen a Slave <laughs> One before, but Imperial shuttle yeah. pilots in their outfits with their little like uh, you know soft headgear and stuff. We haven't seen that, I don't think. Almost like the B wing or the A wing yeah. pilots that have that. Right, I can never keep those two straight. Um, so we see, uh, we see those guys and they end up getting boarded. I had some, um, the ion cannon disables the ship, but it doesn't take out the shields that I had a question about that. Cause they hit him with the ion cannon and they're like, yeah. Oh, we've been hit with an ion cannon. And then they, um, you know, when, when Boba Fett comes over the comm and he's like, all right, you know, t- turn off your shields and we're prepared to be boarded. But. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, he's just turn off your. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess he does say shields. Yeah. Um, but then that leads to a tense um, standoff on the uh, on the bridge of the of the uh, Lambda class shuttle. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I have okay. a couple of things I got to get to. Please, while please. We're there. Uh, ion cannons. Mm-hmm. They seem like they would come in handy a lot of times, and I'm surprised we don't see them used more frequently in Star Wars. Right, like in times where you want to deactivate a ship, it seems like the ion cannon is the perfect thing. You don't even, you know. Well, I'm assuming it has to do with you know, it's like a um, uh, a, a power matchup, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I mean, that, slave one can have a if slave one is it can support an ion cannon. You think star destroyers would easily be able well, to have ion cannons? Yeah, I think slave one can hold can have an ion cannon. That is 
that can take out a shuttle because a shuttle is not really a combat vehicle. But like right. Slave One's ion cannon couldn't take out a star destroyer. You need an ion cannon the size of a, a mountain, you know, to do that from from uh, Echo Base. Right. You know that like that's big enough. But like an ion cannon, you know, Slave One's ion cannon wouldn't. It would just like fizzle a little bit. I think on the it might cause a little like glitchiness on a star destroyer, but it wouldn't take it out. Right. Well, if you at least do the bridge. But anyway, but, um, um, yeah. And it, also, I was uh, I was very curious to see when they're like prepare, prepare to be boarded. Mm-hmm. I was like, how on earth do you board a shuttle from Slave One? What possible two yeah. geometries do they connect with each <laughs> other? <laughs> they're, the, they're both weirdly, you know, <laughs> clumsy ships. Oh, it works. And they just sort of totally just skirted around it by having him suddenly appear, you know, there with his gun. Right. <laughs> I love the fact that they didn't even pretend to come up with some solution. You just see yeah. Slave One kind of hovering over them, and then next thing you know, they're on the ship. So that uh, That's good. If you can't explain it now, just leave it vague and let somebody else come yeah. in and explain it you know it's probably a series of tubes right yeah it, it, it just wouldn't look cool to show everyone <laughs> climbing <laughs> in through uh habit trail uh, tubes right um uh, but yes yeah, so looking forward to hear um uh hearing uh more about how they board yeah so then there's a tense standoff where the imperial uh pilot is giving um lorna dune some sass about being from alderaan yeah he's pretty uh um I don't know. Like he's a little bit haughty for a, for a, you know, he's just not nothing. You know, a for job a is a job, but for <laughs> for a, for a lowly imperial shuttle pilot, you know, he's not some yeah. like high. And maybe he's you know, he it is a high, um, like you said, it's a high value target for the for the republic, and it's a high, you know, it's a VIP, an imperial mm-hmm. VIP. So it's it's almost like, like would the pilot of you know Air Force One be kind of you know mouthing off or not even air force one but like you know like marine two <laughs> you know with the with the pilot of of somebody who's used to flying around kind of you know important people like that would he also feel like oh i'm important because i'm flying around these important I feel people like, well i feel like there should be some um that's up to the discretion of the the vip person like if the VIP right. person isn't sassing off, then you should. If you as the pilot should not be, you should be following the lead of the, of the of the highest ranking person there. Right. Which I assume would be Doctor Pershing. Although he does give, so, he's like, this isn't your lab, so I guess he doesn't outrank him there. He's Doctor. Yeah. He's not like General Pershing. He's just Doctor Pershing. Yeah. So he's like a, I don't know. It's tricky. Did we? I know we brought up Operation Paperclip on this podcast mm-hmm. before, but I wonder if uh, the that's kind of the, what the Camino cloner scientists are like. Clone scientists are so hard to find that right. that they they kind of, and that's why they're also like they they treat him with contempt because right he's a VIP, but he's also like a you know a, a pawn in a right larger game, and so, they don't believe yes. in what he you know none of they're they're like his his old outdated. You know, they don't, yeah, exactly. nobody believes yeah. in, especially in the rank and file of the Empire. You know, they they must be very anti clone at that point because they're like, we didn't need you. Hmm. I wonder. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, well, he um, reveals in the, in this tense standoff, he, you know, he's like, oh, what, you go back to Alderan or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> go back to Alderan. And, um, but go back to Alderan. Oops! Yeah, <laughs> too late. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did I blow it up? Because then he says, I was on the Death Star. And she's like, which one? Which yeah. a, is a good line because it's like, oh, yeah, we blew up two of your Death Stars. Yeah. you know. But also yeah. it's like, well, were you? Like, how did you survive? How are you here if you were on the Death Star? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you like, figure it was under construction for 20 years. Right. You know. He was at some point. Everyone probably was on the Death Star at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's so like it's, Jimmy Pardo's bit about you know I was in Vietnam in like you know the summer yeah, of ninety five or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, so <clears throat> who knows? Um, uh, you know, and they probably it's the, probably because the Death Star was a big deal at the time. It was probably like oh they had all the graduation classes there mm. and they you know all the graduation ceremonies and you know. You'd go there on field trips and things like right, that. Right. It was probably like that. So, um, uh, But he gets killed. She takes him out, shoots him in the face mm-hmm. uh, in a very cool shot. Right. Uh, I, I also like here. <laughs> it burns the ear of Dr. Pershing. Mm. And so the more Clone the more he gets disfigured, yeah. the, the heavier I lean into my Pershing is Snoke theory. I love the idea of it happening a little bit at a time. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, he fell into lava and came out and he was Snoke. It's like he just gradually sustains so many injuries over the next <laughs> years that he just, like, you know. Right. Like, what happened to you? He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, this. Yeah, stub my, stub my pinky on it. <laughs> well, this was a Bunsen burner accident, and this was when I fell down the stairs. And... Um, And I, I like hearing the Imperial spin on the fact that Alderaan was oh, yeah. a terrorist planet right and to, to take um, out terrorists it, it's very you know yeah it's it's weird because that's a time when Alderaan when i think when Alderaan was blown up in 1977 mm-hmm. like if if they had said that it would have been like well no one would believe that <laughs> right now it's like well of course you had to blow up the planet there were terrorists <laughs> you know now <laughs> we're just like so used to like oh yeah so some civilians died they weren't like ours better there than here you know so like that kind of thing <laughs> terrible uh you warned us, George Lucas. Um, and then we, so they, they get the doctor and he keeps, you know, um, a, again, Operation Paperclip kind of thing. It's like, I don't have a side in this fight. I just, I'm, I'm into yeah. the science. So like whatever you. He's totally you, just blurting out whatever information yeah. they need to know. Yeah. Um, here are my interests. Science, not dying. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> um, so he helps they go um i didn't i didn't uh check what planet they go get um Bo-Katan from i guess it was the same planet she was on a couple of episodes it back arrives at a, at a planet dotted with large refineries it doesn't say it doesn't mm-hmm. say um but they go get Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. and uh but Bo-Katan and and sasha banks have a little bit of a or Casca reeves should i just call her Casca? i'm just gonna call her Space Sasha Banks. Um, Sasha Banks, the actress? Sasha Banks is, well, it's another character that the actress plays. It's her her, her most well-known, you know, it's like calling her The Rock because it's she's a wrestler. And yeah. her, her wrestling oh, okay. character is Sasha Banks, but her real name okay. is Mercedes Vernado. But um, everybody knows her as Sasha Banks. And so here she's okay. like, oh, so Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. It's, like, it's like The Rock or, or, or no. so that's um, the actress Hulk Hogan. And... You know, none of those are their real names. Yeah, I know. Um, you don't think somebody named their baby Hulk <laughs> or The Rock? Um, I could see the mother after a difficult birth being like, "We're naming yeah. that baby The Rock." Yeah, totally. Because um, anyway. he just dropped right out. Any, the um, 
but yeah, they, that's uh, Bo-Katan and, and uh, Sasha Banks have a have an issue. They don't like. Um, they, they feel like Boba Fett doesn't deserve his armor, uh, partially because he's not Mandalorian, and also they they have um, they're kind of racist against clones. I don't know if that's racist or, or creationist. Racist, yeah, I don't know. Um, Spe- species. Yeah, I don't know. But um, they have some words. They have a fight, and and purely in the uh, you know again in the playing with action figures sense, we get a Boba Fett versus Sasha Banks fight, which is uh, which is a something that I'm sure modern grown adults playing with their toys have reenacted. Probably, I'm sure that's happened <laughs> at, at least, least once. Imagine, yeah, yeah. Um, but that gets broken up, and they're like, "Oh, we need your help." And there's there's a weird. I take a little bit of like. It's kind of a weird, like, magic word that all he has to do, the titular Mandalorian just has to say, like, the kid, you know, and then everybody's like, what? I'll, I'll help. You know, it's like they have the kid or, or you know, hey, we're protecting the kid. And they're like, OK. I'll. Everyone loves Baby Yoda. I know. Um, but it basically they're all, you know, they put aside their differences. and, and are I kind of like that aspect of it because I kind of like that. It's a kind of like. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. Everyone knows that there's something about this kid that is special. You know, right. like there's just such a mm-hmm. your midichlori, however many midichlorians you have, react when you see the the uh, baby Yoda. Right. You. Well, it reminds me of uh, yeah, I know you uh, you haven't gone too deep into them, but in the uh, in the Oz books, eventually there's something. Uh, one of the characters ends up with something called the love magnet, um, mm. which is just you know. A thing that makes people love him. It's just like a wow. little necklace, like magnet looking like necklace that he wears around his neck. And every like every once in a while it's like, Oh, we're gonna bind, they're gonna they're gonna kill us. And he's like, No, why they won't. Look, and he has the love magnet and they're all like, We love you. And so <laughs> I think Baby Yoda's a little bit like that. Yeah, I think that's a true true. That is also true. Um, uh, so I had some specifics about the, uh, the the scene that you just described there. About the, the I... Boba Fett versus Sasha Banks. Yeah, and the, uh, well, first of all, they arrive all. in the uh, arrive in the cantina there, and mm-hmm. there's a yellow Rodian. You see, uh, yeah, he's kind of red and yellow. I like that, uh, like a uh, mottled, yeah, uh, mottled. <laughs> uh, I was trying to look in the background and see if there are other. It was difficult to make out some of the other ones. You know, we do these things very quickly, so it's I only yeah. able to get you know one and a half chances to watch them. But uh, yeah, there was there was, was a really walrus man in there too, right? That's what I was gonna say. I thought there was a a uh, walrus men. <laughs> oh, walrus but, men. Uh, yeah, but they were if they were, they were kind of far. They were kind of in the background. Uh, did we talk about boob armor before? Uh, it's come up on the show. I don't know if we've talked about it on the Mandalorian show on yeah. the Mandalorian here on the Mandalorian. Um, I noticed that too, particularly more so with Sasha Banks than with uh, Starbuck is is isn't as prominent. I don't think, but. Uh, Sasha Banks definitely yeah. has boob armor. And uh, I thought that was kind of like a not a thing anymore. Or I guess maybe they designed it during the Clone Wars time. So they're like, well, we have to go with the same model we used back then. Yeah, I think it depends on where, you know, I think the Empire doesn't do that because they have no right. concern for con- for the comfort of, of uh, the people in their employee. But I think... Um, oh, wait, I so you think, the, you think the boob armor is more comfortable? Oh, I don't know. It's more about... Okay. Anyway, I'm just assuming uh, I, it, it's come up a couple of times on the on the main show, and I don't I don't remember as somebody who doesn't require 
or or is not suited to wear boob armor. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I I can't weigh in on that totally, but I think you know. It's too bad they don't do that with the male characters too. Like you know, Boba Fett with his kind of like beer paunch there. If he had like yeah. his his plates were like shaped like you know man boob kind of. <laughs> That's called dad armor. Hold on, like a, a couple of make couple of like kilograms. <laughs> um. Also, yeah. So speaking of Boba Fett, isn't that the quark they're calling this stifling slimy? <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of those that I was just like. Mm-mm. But I really, uh, I really liked it for some reason in this episode that they leaned into things because they really leaned into it. There was a lot of like, oh, that son of a Murph scruffer, you know, a lot of <laughs> yeah. those kind of like weird, just uh, like, oh, yeah, it was thing. this. Uh, so uh, I think Roald Dahl got a co-write on this one. Um, the the <laughs> I do like that they tend to not, you know, it's not like uh, you son of a bantha, you know what I mean? It's they're they're yeah at least. If not making up new stuff, they're using more obscure stuff. So it's not just like, oh, okay, everybody just uses the same references to womp rats and banthas and right, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's so it's, I like um, that, but it, it feels like a little bit too that maybe they ease off the gas a little bit. They did it a little, a couple too many times this episode. <laughs> well, it also made me wonder if like um, they kind of give you an entryway because he's basically just taking an Earth and an English expression, right, and and replacing the words but do you think it would ever get to the point you know like his that would be the expression isn't that the isn't that the pot calling the kettle black which right. nowadays a lot of people just shorten to oh pot kettle black they'll just say pot you know right. what i mean and so i wonder if they could ever if they could ever get to the point where they're just like quacked a stifling slimy you know? and everyone were like oh yeah see yeah. they're saying that he's calling the kettle black <laughs> that <laughs> would be like next it. level of um like we need to work that into what, our yeah, you know, exactly. We'll see this upcoming season. Maybe we'll start to. Just oh boy, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to remember. Isn't I don't even remember it. This I, I just slimy. Heard it on the show, yeah. and then you just said it twice, and I have no idea what it is. Still, so <laughs> they're both slimy things. That's the right. That's the important part. Uh, I did like Starbucks, or no? I guess it was Sasha Banks who just said the joke about, um, "Don't you mean your donor?" Oh yeah, and he's like my father about this Ava. So <laughs> I thought that was a really funny, uh, a funny line. And because then when they were scuffling. Uh, I liked how she used, her, yeah. I loved how she used her jetpack for a little bit of like kick in the fight. It, it's yeah. kind of like that's it, something we need like, to see more with that. Yeah, like using like every in that situation part of the Boba Fett. All right, it's the Boba Fett reclamation project, which we'll get to again. But the the you know using all the cool stuff that you thought Boba Fett could do that we never saw on screen. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and along those same lines, I thought it was kind of silly that she used, like, because uh, it seems like, this is totally nitpicky, but if you were going to do that, you would just need to give a quick, like a quick right. push. You wouldn't have to hold down on the gas and, and but anyway, it was a cool thing to see someone do, so yeah. like, that's why it gets, a, it gets a, anything that's ultimately, well, that's a cool thing to see, I'll give right. it a pass. Like, so. like flamethrower against flamethrower is kind of dumb, but like, all right. Yeah. I thought for sure that if they were going to wind up... Um, Making, making out at the end yeah because yeah, it totally seemed like a oh you guys are fighting a little too much you know right uh kind of a thing like they would both take off their helmets and she'd be <laughs> making out with this old man uh um, yeah so then starbuck talks about why she wants about the dark saber and all that stuff yeah that's where i tuned out a little bit oh uh, yeah i was totally like with with, uh, with the dark saber restored to the man to, to me mandalore will at last be within my reach Ugh, like, come yeah. on. Like, and I couldn't tell whether it was 
that's kind of stuff is hard to pull off, but also I feel like um, it helps to be like British or something. Like I don't right. think I don't think Starbuck has the gravitas to pull off that kind of cornball dialogue and right. make it sound like majestic as opposed to like. Well, yeah, and especially LARPing. I mean, it's extra textual. But when we first, you know, our 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 primary, you know, we keep calling her Starbuck because that's where we are mostly right. first introduced to her and. That character was exactly the opposite. That was a very kind of you know yeah. rough around the edges, you know, and it, and a great character in that. You know, loved her in that, and and so to have her, not that she can't pull it off, but it seems awkward to have her saying those. It seems awkward to have almost anybody saying those words. It's yeah, like, that's you know, what I mean. I think yeah. it's very difficult unless you're Christopher Lee or or right. like somebody like that. I think it's very difficult to pull off that kind of dialogue and that make not right. sound like. like Ugh, you know, George, you can write this, but you can't say it. You yeah, know, that kind of a thing. They they should have had Bill Burr rewrite all the lines and then just have it have translated <laughs> into like regular people speak. Right. Bill Burr got a lot of positive comments after his uh, turn last week. Yeah, it was a good a good arc. And it was, uh... So I don't know if you saw, but somebody did a uh, deep fake thing where they had they put Bill Burr doing stand up comedy about how hate how much he hates Star Wars and put it into the mouth of 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 uh what's oh, really? his character's name Migs uh, Mayfield Migs and have Migs saying it while he's driving the shuttle and you hear Bill Burr talking about how stupid Star Wars oh, so does he have does he talk about that he yeah yeah he that. does oh, wow, that's funny yeah yeah surprise surprise <laughs> um yeah the more I think about it maybe it's the you know people who like Star Wars too much again shouldn't be in in control um, well, it's just a different, it's, you know, a part of Star Wars that we don't like necessarily. That sort of palace well, intrigue, Game of Thrones-y kind of right, yeah. will, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not for us. Um, Shouldn't be for anybody. <laughs> but kidding, they, yeah, the, after this, this very kind of uh, fantasy dialogue, which I tuned out a little bit, then they agree mm-hmm. that they're going to go, they hatch a plan, they're going to go um, raid this uh, Imperial cruiser. I did like that she said, let him speak. And I wish that they would put that into every movie. From, that would be like, hey, I have a bad feeling about this, where right. it was in every movie. What is she proposing? <laughs> um, the Then we get, they, they zoom in, they have their plan, they they go to attack the cruiser, and we get a cool, um, cool, I think, cool to see, Raises a lot of questions, but two ships together in hyperspace, like two ships in a hyperspace tunnel, kind of together. Hmm. Have we not seen that before? I don't know. I mean, normally you see them like go at like different speeds at different yeah. you know times, but to have them like like in the same hyperspace tube, and I think and like talking to each other in that seems. Uh, I don't know. That, that yeah, raises some that. flags in my head, in my brain. Although, we get another, um, uh, I think Boba says, like, you know, prepare to exit jump space or something like that. It's like, jump space? That's a whole new, like, is mm. it hyperspace? Is it light speed? No, it's jump space now. Like, great. <laughs> well, that's I good because you can, always, you can yeah. always just keep changing what it is. And, yeah. you know, like... Is it the freeway? Is it the parkway? No, it's the highway. <laughs> um, Why do you jump <laughs> when you yeah. go to light speed, but then when you... <laughs> um. And uh, then I, I I was back on board because they have a very uh, kind of exciting and uh, um, daring kind of flight into the the ship. You know, they're as they're coming in, they had a cool plan 
of as they come out of hyperspace, he's going to be attacking them and they're going to be, you know, do their mm-hmm. distress call. Um, which I think is a, a welcome, you know, how many times could the Empire fall for, uh, you know, oh, the shuttle has the right code. We're just going to let it land. And then, oh, it was full of bad guys, like, you know, or full of good guys, full oh, yeah. of whatever, you know. But yeah, uh, so I'm horse. glad they didn't do a, it. It was like, oh, distress call. We're, we're, we got to land. We don't, you know. Um, and uh, they send out Especially TIE fighters. Especially by the fact that Boba Fett was the one pursuing them is also a weird part of it, too. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a new a, wrinkle in it, the fact that they're being pursued by someone who's normally their enemy, normally the enemy of the good guys, and so it's, right, yeah. it's a, a lot of gray, uh, gray right. iconography. And he's the, he the one who all the stormtroopers are cloned from, but it, or he's not. He's cloned, he's, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, But then they make their landing and then make their start their raid from the shuttle. In, well, doing okay, a good hold job. on, I got some, Okay, I, I got to back up a bit. All right, all right. Period of civil war. I did like Starbucks reading of the line of um, as long as he surrenders to me. I did like that. That seemed more like within her, I guess, because that seemed more like a Starbucky line than a well, more human, more more like something a person would say. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, and the also, well, it doesn't help matters that we see it was super cool seeing the TIE fighters, how they, you know, finally seeing them hanging on the racks and then, right. you know, shooting forward. But of course, that seems so much like Battlestar Galactica. So having Starbuck <laughs> and then you having ships shooting out of a tube, which is such yeah. a Battlestar Galactica thing. I felt like that had to be a tip of the uh, tip of the colonial helmet <laughs> there to, uh, to uh, Starbuck. Nice little... And we see the Imperial deck officer there. Deck officer. Who's who's like guiding the ships around yeah. and stuff. And I was a little disappointed that his uniform was just kind of like a regular bridge officer's uniform. I thought if there's a guy working on there, he'd have more like a engineering type like suit. Like he'd be mm. covered in, in the, he'd be or, like more like a, uh, what, yeah, why didn't, why didn't monkey. you, why wasn't he wearing like a, like an air traffic controller suit? Like, uh, like Ira Bell. Like why wasn't, you know, why didn't he have that? Yeah. Little, something with like the that. little visor yeah. and the, and the sticks. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> with the visor and the sticks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, Victor that, Borg, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what's that? Victor Borg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they do. Um, um, I don't think that was the, uh, right. That's not the same. There, there's, there is a credit for an officer, but it's the gunnery officer. It's the guy who's back on the, uh, on the bridge. Like the there's the other guy who's on the bridge with Moff Gideon mm-hmm. and and um, right. Katie O'Brien, and so he's back. He's been on two episodes now, and but it's not him. I was wondering who that. There's a couple of different. Um, I guess everybody's so astounded that they haven't done their deep dive yet. So I, I don't have the information on who these people are, <laughs> um, as of yet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that guy that guy did seem it seemed either like a cameo or or something like the the deck officer definitely seemed deck like officer. somebody that i might recognize from something else especially because it's like the season finale i feel like they're right, like okay yeah. let's work let's but let's have a couple of people show up on screen you know right. oh this this person's their last season with us they're gonna go work on wandavision so now let's give them a little cameo <laughs> in the show uh, i also like when the stormtroopers are like get that thing out of here <laughs> the shuttle, yeah. like like it's someone like double parked and uh, <laughs> like blocking right. a delivery or something. <laughs> Lady, you got to move this ship. 
Uh, we're not parking it. We're abandoning it. <laughs> so um, the Dark Troopers. Uh, yeah, before that, they start their little kind of a thing. And uh, mm. we get a couple of good um, star- reused Stormtrooper dialogue bits. Mm-hmm. Like, because when they when they first bust out of their thing, we we get one of the stormtroopers being like, "Look out!" Which is, I think, like, "Look out, he's loose." And then, uh, yeah, there was another nope. one that was, I, I forgot. Like, there were a couple in a row as the stormtroopers are. It was like a nice mix, and I wonder if they're reusing uh, alternate. You know, because remember they had just mm-hmm. a bunch of you know voiceover guys and radio DJs come in and do. I um, think they're gold squadroning it. Like they did in Rogue One, yeah, where they yeah, yeah, just using a bunch of like and... unused stormtrooper dialogue yeah. that they just have canned and be like, oh, okay, cool, we'll just play that back. You'll be a great idea. You know, it'd be a great idea. Find the original British dialogue of oh, the yeah. lines that like Harry like, Shearer and all those set. people dubbed in, right? <laughs> yeah, and have them uh, have <laughs> used those lines of dialogue. So According right. to the logs, ship bound crew right before hyperspace. Um, I'm just gonna do the same voice and attempt the same <laughs> accent. <laughs> oh. Luckily, I took that bullet. Liver, so. liver in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yes, then we we get uh, uh, I wrote dubstep dark troopers, which I I love because we they get their own little like theme that's that's very like you know, um, a new bit of music that we haven't seen, which fits their kind of robotic you know. Yeah. Uh, almost First, be, like, I was a dance. very. I was anti-Dark Trooper because it seemed exactly like the kind of thing we always complain about, which is like, oh, they look so cool and they're right. they're black with the red and, you know. But I came to like them because I think they're the most robotic acting of all the droids we've seen. Like, they never run. They're always just like... Right, like like they move like Frankenstein kind of robots, right. and I kind of and even the way they were animated looked kind of like like they were almost like stop motiony looking a little bit, and so uh, so I, I kind of liked that they were a different kind of droid than we've seen, like right. they're almost just more like juggernauts rather than, you know, than anything else like that we've seen. So I, I came to like them. Uh, I've been handed an update Uh-oh. on the 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 shuttle pilots. Uh, they are uh, Luke Baines and Thomas E. Sullivan. Seems like they're the they're the shuttle pilots from and, this, as far as I can tell. And any other? And um, they're just actors IMDb? who have been. They've both been on Agents of Shield. Um, hmm. They are. Uh, Luke Baines was on a show called Home and Away. He had a multiple story arc, I guess, on that. Hmm. Um. And a couple of other things. Thomas E. Sullivan is the, I think he's the one who was more the, um, the sassier one. Sass. <laughs> he was and, a sassy uh, team. He was, uh, he, had a, he had a named uh, Nathaniel Malik on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I haven't watched hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., sadly, sorry. And he was in The Irishman and uh, uh, The Fantastic Adventures of Foolish Gentlemen. Don't know, but um, yeah, he he was from that from those things. I guess best known for Agents of Shield. It looks like so. That's those the modern TV guys. Uh, it anyway. seems like at this point Disney should have like a kind of like backlot thing where yeah, like contract like players filming. Yeah, they're filming like three different Marvel things and three different Star Wars things all at the same time, and they just okay, we need a walrus man for this scene. Let's right. bring him in. You know. And they accidentally, like, why was there a walrus alien. man in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh. 
now we have to write something to saddles retcon that um but yeah the uh the um i i too was worried about the dark trooper it does seem you know it's mm-hmm. like oh like no but these are extra cool like badass dark stormtroopers but then the, you know, the way they play them off it's like you do need something a little bit more of a yeah um um, one, one interesting thing is they feel like the Mandalorian has gotten over his um, hatred and phobia of droids. Remember how much he used to be like, yeah. Ugh, droids. And now he we find out that these things are not even humans at all. They're just robots. And it didn't really seem to make any. Uh, they didn't really. It didn't. You know, he didn't react at all. So right. good for him for working past his trauma. <laughs> um, but then they do get. um it is a cool, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like a put a pin in it scene that he gets to the door just as they're getting out of their long-winded wind-up um, activation sequence. You know, when he gets mm-hmm. there, he's like, no, 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 and like, you know, shuts the door. One gets out, and so it's like a, a nice little kind of like, okay, well, he doesn't have to fight all of them right now. We're gonna save some of that danger for later, right? Um, yeah. And uh, on the one, uh, for a second, I was like, well, why the heck would they have? an airlock in their like room. But then I was like, well, sometimes they're robots. Sometimes they just can get deployed out into space because they can survive that way. Yeah. That makes sense. That would probably yeah. be the best. Um, yeah, especially as we see later on, they're, they're quite yeah. quite comfortable. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I thought his, his kind of one-on-one fight, although I, I did have a little bit of, uh, did we, w- w- did the Beskar spear pull a little Homer's wristwatch here? Like when he gets off the um, to the to the Beskar spear, pull a little Homer's wristwatch. Like when he had it with him, the titular Mandalorian gets off the shuttle. Is he does he have it on his back? Okay, he has he has it on his back because I remember thinking, oh boy, how convenient is it that he has his Beskar? I guess although he does hear while they're on the shuttle that the dark saber can't cut through Beskar, so maybe he right. figured, and oh, I'm going to need your Beskar. I mean, I think left. he's been carrying it with carrying it with him since all of the rest of his stuff got blown up, but. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it on his gear until after, like, when he got off the shuttle and was walking around. I didn't see it, and then until he like oh. gets to the hallway with the doorway of yeah. of opening the the dark trooper room, hmm. I didn't yeah. notice it. I, suddenly, and right before he opened the door, too, I was like, oh, when he turned the corner, I was like, oh, he's got the spear now. Like what? But <laughs> if you're oh, telling me he had it when he got off the shuttle, I'll believe you. I, I I thought I remember seeing it, but it might be I might have Mandelized it, it retroactively. So we'll uh, we'll see. Talk about the Mandalorian. Um. Also, the uh, this is uh, noteworthy. We have an all lady fighting squad here. Yeah, we have and- the two the two Mandalorians. We have um mm-hmm. and uh, the other two the two uh, the marshal and then the the uh, bounty hunter woman <laughs> and, and uh, Dank Ferrick. That's not her and name. This but- is as. This is as many women who had s- more women than who had speaking roles in the whole original trilogy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leia Brew, Mon Mothma. Torn Far. Right? Torn Far. There you go, four. Um, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Ula, kind of. Um <laughs> Okay. Yeah, then you start getting into like felt a pern and all that. Like, you know, cabe. Yeah, cabe. Um well, anyway, congratulations, ladies, you did it. Yeah, you know, and it, it was a, a good um, you know 
I go back and forth. You know, there's a lot of uh, anytime we're talking about, um, you know, representation and, and busting out of the traditional, uh, quote unquote, traditional, um, you know, the white male patriarchy um, molds that all these movies have been made in for a long time. And I'm, you know, mm-hmm. all for that. And it, it's tough to go back and forth between making it a statement and making it just like, oh, well, this is just normal because that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? Like right. like in mm-hmm. in uh, Avengers Endgame, there was a moment where it was, it was like a little bit of a statement moment and it, it totally worked in that. Um, no, it didn't. And here, in that case, it didn't. Here, they, they, they um, don't do it as like a, here we are, women attacking thing. It's just, that's the squad. And it was a little more... Um, not subdued, but it was—you know—it was a little bit. It was—it was there if you notice it, but it right. was—it was definitely, uh, you know, intentional on something. Like, where's that other Mandalorian dude that they hung out with? Yeah, they didn't need him. Right. You know what I mean? He would have yeah. ruined the, the vibe. <laughs> yeah, because um, there was—you know—there was a third member of Starbucks Squad, but they just—I don't think he died in that episode. They just kind of left him behind. Yeah. He was busy. He got back to the bar. He's like, "Where did everybody go?" <laughs> they just leave him with the bill. The yeah. tab. He was in the in the bathroom at the at the cantina that they picked See up. See you on Mandalore. <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I'm all for it. I think it was a cool squad. I like all these characters. Um mm-hmm. would I like Space Sasha Banks if she wasn't Sasha Banks as much? Like if I didn't know if that was just some actress and not, you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, like extra textual uh uh, you know. A uh, little bit of a tingle, a little bit of a fun, out of the diegesis um, um, thing going on in my brain that I like that it's Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was just some other stunt actress or, or or you know day player, would I be like, would I like her as much? Probably not, but doesn't matter. Because she, I is. thought she was okay. She yeah. was for what you know. She was supposed to be a hot headed person to bounce off Boba Fett. Yeah, in that in that she was great. Yeah. So. Um, um, so the, the one thing I noticed on this ship, and this is not true, and this is not specific to this ship, but to ships and Star Wars in general, there's a lot of wasted space on uh, ships. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you look at, like, the Falcon is pretty compact, but mm-hmm. like this thing, there's like, they got hallways that are like 15 feet wide. What are they moving around there that they need such big, like, rooms? <laughs> Come on. Well, they did mention that, you know, it used to have a crew of hundreds and now it's just a skeleton crew essentially like it used to be a lot more people and a lot busier and you right. would have bustling um but yes i i agree there but you know that's that's the, the empire they they don't have to be yeah they don't have to worry about that it's imperial design and engineering they, they they're being <laughs> bold and ostentatious is their 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 mo yeah because i would think like like you know they would want to keep it as small as possible to keep it as cheap as possible you know what I mean? You don't want right. to build it any bigger than you have to, but I guess if you got all the money in the in the in the universe, right? Then uh, it doesn't matter. Um, um, so the titular Mandalorian makes it to the detention level, the cell, mm-hmm. into the cell, and here we have uh, tiny handcuffs. T- tiny <laughs> Don Ho sings tiny handcuffs. Um, the uh, yeah, we get we get. Uh, Moff Gideon is is holding the child at Darksaber Point mm-hmm. and threatening him, and they have a they have a whole conversation, um, a negotiation of sorts. And, a short um, 
Um, for for just a second, I kind of thought I was like, well, that would be an interesting wrinkle. This is the you know, there's a crux of of the plot right here that you know he's basically Muff Gideon is just he's titular Mandalorian says I don't care about dark saber all this fantasy BS like I just want the child and I want to go, and mm-hmm. Muff Gideon's like all right cool, like I already got what I need from him, take off. Um, yeah. And for a second, I was like, if he lets him go, what is this? Then, then it turns and it becomes, then, you know, like, then maybe season three is the titular Mandalorian being kind of hounded by the existing Mandalorians, by Starbuck and her squad and yeah. the people of Mandalore who are uh, pissed at him for betraying them. And then he's on the run. He's being chased, hounded by Mandalorians. And so it's more, um, <laughs> You know, Mandalorian v. Mandalorian in season three. And I was like, oh, that's a cool wrinkle. And also uh-huh. then, you know, they have to deal with, um, you know, Moff Gideon then becomes another element in play. And he's not no longer necessarily yeah. as dangerous, but right. to, like to, at least party. to the titular Mandalorian. I had this whole thing yeah. plotted out in my head in the brief few seconds <laughs> while he was like, all right, you can leave. And, and, you know, Mandalorian takes two steps away. But then lo and behold, uh, treachery. Can't um, trust a guy in a black suit. Yeah. Um, yeah I th- I, if he did let him go, I would have thought that was odd that he was just like, oh, well, I just wanted the blood. Oh, we're all cool now. Like, right. if that was true, why wouldn't he just say that way back <laughs> way back at the beginning? Listen, I just want to take some of his blood and then you can have him. Like, right, yeah. You know, I'm sure if someone made the deal with you and your children, you would be like, okay, take my children's blood and then what, just, as long as you'll leave us alone afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> How about you don't need all of it, right? Just some. <laughs> yeah. Um, do they get a cookie? But yes. Afterwards? Then he then he double crosses the. Um, yes. And and he attacks crosses. and we we get a um, dark saber versus Beskar fight. Yeah. Oh, I um, was rewinding a tiny little bit. I loved. I when I think I did like him at him fighting the robots was just oh, the yeah. sheer um, robot stupidity of like the robot punching his head. Yeah. Like yeah, just <laughs> knocking true. him literally into the wall because the the, the, the metal is so strong. Yeah, it was knocking him into the wall. And the robot was just like, like, like the island like, but it was just so mindless. Like you know, yeah, and uh, that, wasn't which is loading, uh, wasn't doing anything like that. It was just kind of like doing its job. It's like a recurring thing with them. All they know is punch. So they get up to like the doors and they just keep <laughs> punching them until they get through. And that's like, it's true. I mean, yeah. it's you know, and the only tool you have is a hammer. Everything in the world is a nail. And that's what, you know, what happens when you get, uh, you know, they're, they're, you take out the human element. Then yeah. you just get a bunch of robots who punch things. Um, I wonder if we'll ever see them fighting each other like a Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> robot uh, situation. Um, then... So he he beat, defeats um, Moff Gideon and does not beaten. kill him. Mm-hmm. And brings him to the bridge where there's a new... There's the wrinkle we didn't see coming. Take it to the bridge. Um, <laughs> yes, and my note for that is BS fantasy rules. <laughs> because there's this whole like, oh, she can't take it from you until she beats you in combat. And yeah, like that, then she can't become the new ruler of Mandalore unless she, you know, takes the saber from you by, you know, defeating you in combat. And he's like, fine, I yield, whatever. Just take your stupid... She's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like, it's just so, like, such garbage, like, lazy writing in that sense. Like, I hate that stuff. 
I also hate that stuff. Um, but in trying to um, process it, um, for, I, I thought they were kind of going to kind of do a Indiana Jones versus the Swordsman kind of thing, where they're going to set it up for this big thing, and then he was just going to be like, "I yield." She's going to be like, "Okay," and just take it, and then oh, totally deflating the moment. But no, they they're going to. So then I was like, well, it's kind of weird because the Mandalorian's like, come on. Like, yeah. you're really going to do this? I, I wanted a little bit more pushback from him on all these things. Like, I wanted because right. he's supposed to be our our kind of focal point for real. He's supposed to be our Han Solo being like, come on. what? But you know, like he also has rock. his own. He has his own crazy superstition. So him exactly. saying, oh, come on, just take off your helmet. What's the, what's the big deal? Like, that's the same kind of thing. So he's like, I guess I got to respect their stupid <laughs> stupid beliefs you right know? so um and then of course we'll get back to that later because um you know when he takes his helmet off later but we'll right, get to right, that right, part right. um yeah because um, it seems like the mandalorian could just been like all right bye king drop the sword and just ran away like what were they gonna right. chase him <laughs> that would be the interesting wrinkles if the third season is her hunting him down to kill him just so she can say okay now i'm the queen of mandalore for her own you know because that could be it. If he just, if he, I guess now it was all wrapped up. So, oh no, right. it wasn't kind of. That part was just kicked down to the third season. A little bit, yeah. Like, who's got the, so. I guess he's still holding it. He should have, yeah, he should have just like thrown it to one of the dark troopers and like, there you go, go get it. Like, <laughs> beat him in combat. Yeah. Or just said, like, yeah, let, let, Dar let stand near Darth Moff Gideon and just kind of act dumb. And then when Garfman takes it, you're like, oh no, he defeated me in combat. He took the right. sword from me. And then she could kill him and, you know, or just reaches around know, for this. As we know, you know, it's, it's all about the, and I do like backing up. I do like that Moff Gideon points out he's, he's a little bit of a voice of reason. He's like, yeah, the, the saber itself doesn't, doesn't, um, bring any power with it it's the story like the saber is powerless it's the story like it, I mean it's a good cuts through whatever everything except Beskar but it's like just having the saber itself doesn't make anybody more rightful to be king it's or not queen. like it's magical or, or right. somehow Which stows I, anything I, I yeah. appreciated that bit of dialogue that he's like yeah it's not it's not the thing it's the story and so that's why this this tradition part has to the fantasy BS rules have to be in place and I'm like alright I get it but I, I hate it but um, but they that should seems have, like it's a that seems like a worse story in a in a technicality they should have set up an Atari twenty six hundred and played combat and like Starbuck like up oh, you won you you blew up my tank you bested me in combat here's your sword or they should go to the the city of combat and then they could right, <laughs> fight yeah. each other and you could say you beat me in combat and they'd bring Ahmed Best. <laughs> Um, cause that seems like a terrible story though. Oh, she returns to Mandalore. Mandalorians, I have the sword. Get, get, Moff Gideon had stolen it, but then someone took it from him and I killed that guy, even though he was on <laughs> yeah. my side. Yay. <laughs> you know, it's, well, a, it's like a, it's like a, going back to wrestling, a, cause Sasha Banks is here. It's like a placeholder, um, you know, somebody to, when they want to move the belt from somebody to another, but they don't want to have those two people necessarily fight or. Right, um, I see. You need like you a, an intermediary uh, yeah. bad guy to kind of right. temporarily, like, yeah. Not to take away from the career of the Iron Sheik, but essentially he was the... <laughs> you, you can't um, take away from the career of the Iron well, Sheik. Well, no. Um, but, you know, the inter the go-between from Bob Backlund to Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Why has Hulk Hogan come up twice in this episode? Um, <laughs> Always two references there are. So the, the, uh, it uh, things turn when the robots come back and they're bashing on the door trying to get back in and they're like, yeah. what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. What could possibly get us out of this situation? Mm -hmm. 
And oh, isn't that, oh, there's a ship, ship approaching X-wing class. Mm, it's older me, but it checks out. Uh, when when did I call it? That's what I want to know. At what point? I guess was it before the? Was it in the episode with the magic rock, or was it before that? When it had to be in the one because I didn't think he was actually going to go and do it right away. In contact, yeah, or yeah, and so yeah, I think it was that one because you're saying, oh, he put the signal out, and now right. someone was going. So I said to, it's, uh, it's going to be Luke. He's going to take him to the Jedi Academy, and look who shows up. Did you up. think it was Luke immediately? As soon as it was ship approaching X-wing. Well, first I thought it was once it, I realized it was only one X-wing. First I thought it was like, is this freaking Trapper Wolf again? <laughs> That's what I thought it was going to be. I, I was, was like, so oh, no, like, I was ready to blow my stack. Backdoor pilot. <laughs> ah. but the once once we realized it was only one X-wing, I was like, oh, here comes Luke to take him to the Jedi Academy. See, I thought and, they were going to try to fake us out. For, I thought that because you know the show could do that I, sometimes, so I, yeah, I was prepared I, for. I kept but then it once open. they showed him. Once they showed him with one black glove and one like, mm-hmm. and that lightsaber, his his homemade lightsaber, right? And um, I was like, I did, I uh, yeah. Well, and goosebumps. I love they they do a little yeah goosebumps and, and like I knew I was being played, but still, um, and I love how they they do they give you a little bit at a time like it's X wing could it be Luke I don't know and then they show him on yeah. the TV screens in black and white so you don't know what color his lightsaber is and it's hard to see it's a little fuzzy could be just yeah, a Jedi it's good they well played. Um, then you see the green lightsaber come out, and I my first thought was was oh wow, ignite the green, and and then also I was like, could be Kid Fisto still, we don't know. Um, Kid Fisto's dead by this point. No, no, no. Remember he did a, a red badge of courage, and and he. Uh, oh okay, sure. I'll go along with it if it means Kid Fisto's still alive. Um, but uh, then yeah, then my next thought was of course like, dude, my son is gonna flip because here's more. <laughs> Here's more. He's not. I'm not going to let him watch this for for a while. It's way too. Yeah. You know. But um, don't understand the significance of it. Right. But just the fact that I mean, maybe I'll show him pictures from it, or or just like a little bit of these scenes from it, because just more of of Luke Skywalker with the green lightsaber. That's all he cares about, and that's uh, and that's what we got. I say you save it. I say you try to keep it a secret as long as you can really? that he's in this. All right. There's just plenty of other pictures of Luke with a green lightsaber. You don't have to show him this specific oh, Believe stuff. me, I know. I, I have to Google them all the time to try to... <laughs> coloring pages, and, and he's got very specific... Um, but, uh, yeah, then it's... it, it Like, he, uh, he makes his way. Everybody's just, like, there's a lot of tense shots of people just watching this on a TV. Mm-hmm. Like that's us. what we like to watch on TV is people watching TV on our TV. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, then he shows up, and I, I once once you st- once you realize, okay, this is definitely Luke Skywalker. Then it's like, well, how are they going to pull this off? What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. And um, it is a little. I I I had a little. Uh, it it seems a little bit. Before we talk about the how they you know how they pull it off, it it does seem a little bit like out of place in the, like oh this was this was a whole different universe almost you know what I mean like this was uh, granted mm-hmm. it's playing in Star Wars but it's almost like having I wrote it's like having Mickey Mouse show up or like Bugs Bunny or something it's like Luke Skywalker has just become this like iconic like yeah thing outside of this you know it's just so like oh um but then they did I I. I wanted it to be a little more seamless. It it there were some rough edges around uh you mean technically or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some rough edges technically around his face and I couldn't tell what it, it was it a deep fake? Was it a 
I agree. I didn't think. I thought it looked. Um, I wasn't impressed by it. Yeah, it, it seemed it, the weakest of the CGI revivals so far. Assuming that's what it was. Assuming it wasn't Mark Hamill. I guess it could have been. I don't think it was Mark Hamill, and then they just de-aged him. I don't think it was like that. I think it was more no, of no. a deep fake scenario. Yeah, he was just the voice, and then there was a body double. Yeah. I didn't even uh, recognize him as the voice. Oh no, I did. I totally. Oh no, it's, no, I, I, I saw at the end that it said I'm Mark Hamill, but, but, uh, um, anyway, yeah, I don't know what it, it, it looked. I, I think it maybe they went deep fake as opposed to CG, over. Like a like a CGI well, that's creation. What everyone seems to be saying is kind of the better thing in, in these scenarios. Yeah, but, it's better, um, I guess, when it's done better. Yeah, um, still they they tried they kind of like did it as little as they had to. You know, they had him talking, from, you know, and you saw from off camera a lot or behind his head. They didn't focus on it too much. They 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 would show you. It was like looking at the sun. You get a glimpse and then look away quickly. It's not like they right. would have a long lingering shot on him. So, and I was glad they didn't just do the, oh, it's you just see him from behind or anything. I yeah. kind of like that they at least tried it. Yeah, um, um, I, yeah, they were they were fairly, well, it, it, two things. One, they, I'm glad they tried something with it. It was, it it wasn't quite creepy in the same way. It was different. <laughs> Uh, than right. than Tarkin and Leia, um, but also, I think like now, no, uh, we all know I love Mark Hamill and I love Luke Skywalker, but I think now this would be the perfect opportunity to recast Luke Skywalker and open up a whole avenue to go you know you can then tell some jedi academy stories if you have a new luke skywalker and here doing it on granted it's the biggest stage we have right now for star wars but on a relatively you know you're not there's something kind of you know set in stone about doing it in a in a movie and people would people would people are going to complain no matter what but you think they should have all done aaron reicht it yeah or something um Something along those lines, and if you look at the guy, Max Lloyd Jones is the 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 double for for mm-hmm. um, Mark Hamill in this, the body double. Mm-hmm. If you look at him, he's not far off, <laughs> like body well, wise. Considering how little he has to do, he doesn't have to say very. He doesn't have to do very much. Right. Like where you, it seems like that would be fairly easy to do. Find an actor who looks like Mark Hamill, circa nineteen ninety. Right. That was one thing I actually was. He's wearing the same exact outfit he was wearing on the Death Star. He's wearing the black tunic, like, and that's yeah. seemed like he's just been wearing the same thing for all this time. Like, well, that's he his, kind of that, wanted to come up with his own look since then. I don't know. I think that is his own look. I, 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 well, anyway, that goes back to yeah, what the problems with with the prequels in that uh, all the Jedi suddenly dress like farmers. But um, oh no, I'm not saying I wanted to see him in like, but more closer to something like we saw him wearing in the final battle of the last jedi like kind of like an amalgam of right jedi looking things but again these are nitpicky things it gave me goosebumps yeah uh, it, in a weird way i think it was almost way. this in a weird in a way, way it was the op it was the it was the same thing as rogue one but ring theoried where suddenly you have this character who you've never seen before in this show showing up 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he's doing all these cool things we always wanted to see. We always wanted to see, you know, Luke Skywalker in his prime, killing people and doing stuff and being a cool Jedi. And that's exactly what, uh, you know, what we got to see. So it was kind of the same, a similar kind of like wish fulfillment of after seeing the sort of beaten down and defeated Luke in The Last Jedi of seeing like, oh, now we get to see Luke in his prime doing stuff. So that right. was kind of a fun, um, it, it had a similar feeling to me. Especially because, like, he was coming towards them, and you know, he was. It right. was anyway. So yeah, um, yeah, it it um. You, as we all know, I don't like the Vader scene in in Rogue mm-hmm. One because it doesn't match yeah. up with what happens immediately afterwards. But this right. is after what we've seen. We've seen Luke fighting at a higher level than they did in Star Wars: The Motion Picture. So, like, my right. my problem wasn't with it happening; it's how it how it links up with what's before. And right. um, so it doesn't seem like that Darth Vader from the end of Rogue One is the same one that we see 20 minutes later in right. uh, on the Death Star in Star Star yeah. Wars, the motion picture. But this, if anything, totally it's the could be. This, this doesn't feel like Luke Skywalker nine years after Return of the Jedi. Isn't it but, five years or whatever? I thought it was nine, but I don't know. Anyway, it, anyway. it seems like, yeah, you could totally see, oh, yeah, Luke's been training and this like he, is what he is. should have a beard he should have a mustache and a beard uh yeah maybe you think that would help cover up his face more or make it worse anyway i, th- I th- anyway yeah I, it was I, still good yeah these are it, all nitpicky nitpicky, it, nitpicky minor little complaints there the a shot little... of him standing there holding baby yoda was especially luke skywalker holding baby yoda it was yeah. a nice flip on the whole you know like here this tiny yeah. little oh, he should have put him thing. on his back oh that would have been awesome or it would have been great if Baby Yoda started doing flips and using his <laughs> lightsaber and jumping all around. Uh, and uh, yeah, Moff Gideon chased him through a tube. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I can't, you know, that's the part where my my brain kind of turned off a little bit and I stopped kind of analyzing and scrutinizing and just purely celebrating. Just celebrating. <laughs> um, because yeah. it's like, oh, it's, 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 Jedi Luke and that you know as much you know say what I have and will about uh, Return of the Jedi it still totally triggered a little Star Wars ah um, oh yeah it, it seemed weirdly still out of place in this TV show which wasn't about that at all it did seem like you mm-hmm. know getting a visit from a different universe you know yeah it's not a backdoor pilot it's almost like special guest star <laughs> was he came in the front door he, he is a pilot and he came in the front door Oh, wait, I'm the pilot. <laughs> um, and I, and then, so he does, he takes uh, Grogu um, with him to his, presumably to his Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, we said, oh, they're stuck in this marketing rut, not rut, but they're stuck in a marketing channel where they, there's no way they can get rid of baby yoda you can't have the mandalorian without baby yoda and looks like maybe we will who knows yeah there's a lot of confusing thing we'll 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 get there um because it it ends with you know luke's walking away mandalorian titular mandalorian takes off his helmet that's a two we we didn't get two last season right we only got one Mm -hmm. in without his helmet uh and to a certain extent i i was like uh, I remember when I was a kid, my one year for Halloween, my friend had one of those like kind of translucent masks 
that were popular for a little bit where it's like it distorts your, you know, you put it over, you could still kind of see your face under it, but yeah. it distorts mm-hmm. it just enough that it makes it look like something else. And it's, you know, hard plastic, well, you know, semi-rigid plastic, but it, it you know, it has eye holes and a mouth hole, but it also... I'm trying to think of an example from pop culture where people would be like, oh, yeah, can't well, yeah. think of any. But that's the thing, because they were like clear, you know, it's almost like the the opacity of, of scotch tape. So it, it would... Yeah. You could see a stocking on your head. Yeah, a little bit. Like you could, you so you could see your skin tone through it, and it would, but it would alter the look of your features. Yeah. Uh, And I remember my friend, you know, put that on for Halloween, and his dog flipped and and started. Luckily, it was a tiny dog, but essentially tried to attack him because he he didn't know who that was. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. and I thought the same thing about when the Mandalorian takes off his helmet. Like, why wasn't Baby Yoda like, who's this? You know, I mean, like his bond was with him with the helmet on. Like when he takes off yeah. his helmet, why? Why does he? And I, I guess the answer to everything is the Force. Obviously, he knew he sensed the the man inside. Yeah, um, and also he's not time. really a baby. He's fifty years old, so by yeah. then he might have he might have so know that. Oh, you know what? Some people's faces aren't necessarily what they. Right. Uh, well, we all wear a mask. Change. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I thought that was actually a very. Um, uh, it sounds corny, but I thought it was a very tender moment when when he was handing uh, Baby Yoda off, and then he took off his helmet. Right. And he was saying like, "Oh, uh, you know, don't." He was saying, "Don't be afraid." Um, like everything will be okay. While he was basically removing his defenses, saying like, "Look, right. look I'm taking my helmet off, so you know, like you don't need no. your you don't need to be worried. Things aren't as you don't need to be as protected as you think you might. You know, as you don't need to be to be scared as you." Might feel you need to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, although I so, did, uh, in the back of my head, there was a little bit of because because Jedi Luke is there. I almost half expect not half. I one yeah. percent expected. Um, you know, Moff Gideon to pop up with the dark saber. I'd be like, "You are unwise to lower your defenses and like attack him." You know. <laughs> um, but it uh, no, it was a, literally a touching moment as as yeah. Baby Yoda reaches out and touches his yeah. face, and and they. They have a nice bonding moment. And it was a, you know, at the end of the Ahsoka episode, that wasn't going to be a, an appropriate parting between the two. But now I feel like they did a good devoted time and emotion to it in a way that, you know, that could be the where they part ways. Yeah, I and, they, they, they never stop surprising me. So I, you and, know, trying to predict... I think we're, we're definitely they're going to go the Chrissy route, right? Where every once in a while he gets a letter from from Baby Yoda, you know, like from Grogu in in uh, Jedi camp. Well, even in the brief time since this episode has come out, the internet has exploded with people discussing about whether or not, uh, like, if we if, if if Baby Yoda doesn't come back, then we have to assume that Ben Solo killed him when he blew up the when he blew up the Jedi Academy. Oh, wow. So interesting. So uh, so there's you know discussion about that, and some people were mad that they're like, well, you have a CGI Leah, you have a CGI Luke, couldn't you do a scene of them like like they wanted just a scene of ba- bringing Baby Yoda back to Jedi home Jedi Academy and seeing young Ben Solo and. Mm-hmm. Young, younger Prince, you know Leia and whoever. So uh, I'm glad they didn't do that, though. I kind of like that he just kind of appeared as like this Jesusy guy, took the baby, and then just kind of like disappeared. And then, yeah. Hopefully, Although, I don't want him recurring, returning as a regular. He, like you said, he throws off the balance a little too much. Being, Luke, being Luke Skywalker. Yeah. 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 
Well, that's like having Superman on the show. You know? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I did think a little. Yeah, that's exactly. It. So it's like it's like having it was like having Superman show up in a Vertigo book. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what the that's what Luke Skywalker felt like, or you know, when they would do yeah. that, when they would have you know mainstream DC characters like show up. Thing and, and yeah, <laughs> Batman shows up in Swamp Thing. Yeah, um, and it's not you know bad. It's just jarring, and and I do I I yeah. did you just reminded me that I did have a brief moment of thinking maybe it was Ben Solo. Showing I thought up, that although, too. I wondered. I, I don't. Yeah. The timing is nowhere near right. He would be. He would be just just born at yeah, this. Yeah, be like five years old yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but, I saw what I, I made the mistake before I watched the episode. I was on Twitter and I saw Ben Solo was twen- trending on Twitter, and I was like, I'm not going to read it. I'm not. What am yeah. I going on Twitter for? This no, is I, the worst I, idea. <laughs> always <laughs> tread lightly. Threw, yeah, Friday mornings before before we do this, I'm yeah. like, mm. the threw out a nice red herring though because I assumed Ben Solo was going to show up. There you though, go. So that was so it was nice a little false flag. Uh, well, you know, actually, speaking of returning cameos, we haven't even mentioned the fact that uh, the lovable R2-D2 shows up. Oh, yeah. And um, I think he gets overlooked, but I really missed Kenny Baker's acting in this scene. To me, yeah. R2 just seemed like a lifeless, like, it, you could almost see the guy off screen doing the remote control. He just seemed... It didn't seem like R2 to me. Was he... A f- Draw a physical draw. I'm assuming that they 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 do a lot of physical, as much physical as they can. But yeah, you've been celebration. There's thousands of those droids rolling around there. So whole room of them. Um, Yeah. But I I thought part of it seemed kind of CG to me. And either way, either if I can't tell, great. Um, But it did seem a little bit. Yes, you're right. It did seem a little uh, colder, potentially. Yeah. Um. And I don't know what and that, that is. to me and seemed like such a that was put in there purely as a well you we have to have R two and Baby Yoda meet <laughs> there's no well, reason yeah, why would yeah, let's R2 double down get on out of the X wing and come in come all the way into the thing to, for this situation R two right. stay with the ship where you where you're needed you know <laughs> anyway but, uh, like to pose a logistical question at this point how do how does Luke get him back does he just like stick him in his lap? And drive back, yeah. which is that's not safe. Mm-hmm. But or is there a little kind of compartment that he can put him in? Like, did he put also him in? Doesn't a, seem like it'd be safe. Steerage? Did he know Baby Yoda was going to be this tiny little thing? What if it was like uh, you know Yarrell Poof, or it was this giant <laughs> gangly? Oh, I guess you could get in the back. Yeah, poofing it. I'll send it on the back. back to get <laughs> you. Um, yeah, I, I, or did I don't Luke know. know. Okay, it's just it's a small Yoda, so I can. I'm assuming that he got a, a definite kind of vibe. From the from that call from the magic rock call, okay. Um, that he 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 sensed it yeah. that who who it was who was calling. New force, who it is? Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and then we have a we have a touching send off, and the 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 series the the season and this this uh, primary story arc ends. And so ends the season. Uh, so we thought. Now you are also, not. So it does end in a bit of a cliffhanger because we still don't know how the whole dark saber thing is going to go. Yeah. So I like th- theoretically, that will be the first order of business. It's almost like Luke came in, got rid of Baby Yoda, and now it's like, okay, now where were we? Well, now <laughs> so if I'm really hoping it doesn't turn into a whole big thing about Mandalore and like that palace intrigue stuff. I think it might. Um, the the. <sighs> although it would be cool I, if the. 
Season three, episode one, if that's like a Reservoir Dog style, just kind of like, you know, the whole thing is this kind of tense standoff over who's got the Darksaber and who's got who, you know, um, if the whole thing, it's just like a bottle episode of, of them on the bridge mm-hmm. figuring out what happens. You know, it just opens exactly like Luke walked out. You know, they see phew, ship departing X-Wing class. Yeah. And then that's just them, you know, kind of tensely standing around figuring out, all right, what happens next? I'll do you one better because when you first said Reservoir Dogs, I thought you meant how it literally starts off after or, you know, most of it takes place after the actual, you know, right. Um, robbery. Right. So right. I feel like it should start off where we see the Mandalorian all beat up and like everyone's like the battle's already happened. So right. we don't need to know anything more about. <laughs> so it ends with the Mandalorian in Slave One going, boy, Boba Fett, that was crazy. You should have been there. <laughs> then they go on to some other adventure doing something else. Right. Well, speaking of Boba Fett. Speaking of Boba Fett. Now, you are not the, um, I, I luckily, without spoilers, I also got a message from uh, my my ABCDTOS co-host, John Ingle, um, mm-hmm. who, who was like, hey, make sure you watch to the end of the credits. And I, I, because it happened last season, I was kind of planning on it anyway, I think. Normally I rush through, I don't really watch all the way to the end of the credits. People are always saying like, oh man, they really try to get you to watch Empire Strikes Back every time or something like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like... Um, Wait. So, what was the what was things? the one last time? Was it him coming out holding the dark sword? Yeah, was it, it was Moff Gideon cutting his way out of the Tie Fighter with okay, the dark saber. Right. Okay. Um, I think was that post credits or was that I don't know, but I knew there was going to be some kind of. I assume there was going to be some kind of sting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this. Uh, we get a sting of we 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 catching up with Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. We see Bib Fortuna. As the bloated crime lord, uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, sitting on uh, Jabba's throne, formerly Jabba's mm-hmm. throne, we get um, Bib's throne now. Yeah, well, um, and well, he, he, we get Gamorrean guards who who they don't quite look. I don't know. I I wasn't quite happy with the look of the Gamorrean guards. They looked less realistic to me they look like a like a worse effect than the original somehow to me mm, wow <laughs> um and uh so they get uh you know we see we see the guards we see bib fortuna is kind of in charge of this uh uh the crime empire he's taken over and all of a sudden just like uh just like in return of the jedi somebody's somebody's uh dispensed with rolls down the steps and income um some some troublemakers. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. it's Boba Fett and uh, and Fennec Shand, um, who I'm assuming has some kind of life debt now. Like she's going to be at his side always, um, because he gave her. Uh, oh, because they, Steve Austin abs. Right. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and that that wasn't another wrestling reference. That was a, a six million dollar man <laughs> reference. Got it. Um, got it. And. Uh, yeah, and then Boba comes in, and and well, <laughs> but first point of order, Bib Fortuna is shouting orders to people, and says McClunky, um, which which I I know I maybe too much too fast with McClunky. I know I love it. It, it like let it be a thing first before we before we run it into the ground. Um, but um. Then yeah, in, in Boba Fett and and Fennec Shand show up and and Bib Fortuna's like, hey Boba, which I don't like for some reason. I know that seems weird. 
just familiar calling him Boba. I don't know. Uh-huh. But he's like, hey, Boba, like, I, you know, hey, I heard there were rumors that you were, you know, like, and, and um, Boba Fett's having none of it, kills Bib Fortuna and takes his place on the throne, mm-hmm. which it's not Bib Fortuna's fault that that Boba Fett didn't, you know, that, that he got thrown into the Sarlacc. Um, was there well, other stuff? In between, know what's like, happened since you know, then. was he yeah. not, uh, like, did Boba Fett, you know, come back and, and apply for, you know, like, uh, Workham's comp? And he was like, oh, I don't recognize you. You don't got the armor. Who knows who you are? You know, oh, like, yeah, did maybe. he wrong him in the meantime? Uh, something that we don't know about. Like, does he have a, does he have a, a legitimate bone with the... Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of Bib- reasons people want to kill Bib Fortuna. <laughs> well, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's hard to imagine any stretch where it doesn't take much to imagine situation where uh what'd you think of uh i was kind of uh i liked seeing bib fortuna the voice being somewhat different like it didn't seem like the person was even trying to do an impression of the taiwanawanga that kind of voice so uh well it is you know that's um um, who is it well it's william (laughs) no no yeah um it's the new uh, kind of uh, jack of all trades, voice wise. Uh, it's Matthew Wood. It's General Grievous himself, mm. um, where he is the same. He played Bib Fortuna in Phantom Menace, um, and uh, then also. Wait, was, but he doesn't. Does he even speak in the Phantom Menace? Uh, a little bit. He says like boss, or, but he's the body. He's the body and the voice. Um, oh, he's the body and the voice of yeah. Bill Fortuna. That's weird. Um, and uh, he's also Odie Mandrell. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other people. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... it's um, I, I don't, but anyway, good to I, see him. Boba Fett has never looked right since since Return of the Jedi. And no, I'm not saying he looked right in Return of the Jedi, but that set a, set a standard that we haven't lived up to. I thought he Boba looked Fett weird in the Fortuna. Fett. Bib Fortuna, sorry. Oh, Bib Fortuna, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, well, Bib Fortuna, Boba Fett doesn't necessarily look right, but uh, we can understand, and yeah. we can understand with with Bib Fortuna too. Sure, he aged. Yeah, that's um, true. So, I guess you know he looks different, but um, yeah, I, I know, know. Uh, some people were ex- uh, re Boba Fett's paint job. Mm. They were um, happy to see that he obviously repainted his armor because it implies that the holiday special armor might might have been like he might have actually painted it that color scheme Hmm. that might be canonical that at one point it was that bluey yellow color scheme from the Hmm. animated show so uh interesting you'd like that um i thought the the bib fortuna the bib boba bit was um the bib boba bit uh i really liked it 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 just had me laughing because it was so Again, it was kind of like playing with your Star Wars figures where oh, yeah, you're just totally. like, and then Boba Fett comes in and then he shoots Bib Fortuna. And the, like, you know, I could have sworn Bib Fortuna was on the sail barge and would not have survived it. But I, I thought so, too. But um, I guess uh, we don't specifically see him there. Yeah. <laughs> and this is also the second a la Solo. This is the second scene where it ends with some a uh, forgotten character on a throne and then you know this it's it's like the end of solo where we see Darth right. Maul as the as the ultimate bad guy so right uh, and it turns out he's in charge of a crime empire 
Who knew? <laughs> I thought he was going to sit down on the throne, take off his helmet, and it was Darth Maul under there. <laughs> the spider legs. Um, I thought it was a good. I thought it was really. I think it was a great season finale. Very exciting. Yeah. Minimum of high fantasy nonsense. Um, some really cool fight scenes between fighting the robot and the and the sword. A little bit. Too. I liked it between the robot and the sword. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit too much high fantasy, like like we said, you know, dialogue wise, um, for me. But overall, I thought it was pretty satisfying. Um, and and it, it again with all its flaws, like it it I there's an undeniable little Star Wars tingle. You know, the same the the things that you get from you know watching Rogue One and and uh, with with Luke showing up. Buttons. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, nostalgia buttons—they're pushing. Yeah, exactly. The ones that go boo. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, it's—I uh, do have. Do we think that um, Imperial unidentified Imperial comms officer survived, or was she on the bridge when they killed everybody? Because she know, tends to like, kind of follow Gideon around, so maybe she just like yeah. went to go do something while he was. I don't know. My instinct would be to say that she would be killed, but the fact that she was a character who's been recurring and has had a speaking role, I feel mm-hmm. like they almost like should have shown that if it happened. Right. So there's room for her to come back because they didn't. So hopefully she'll come back. Maybe she'll be like a prisoner that, that she can uh, you know interrogate or whatever. Yeah. Or somebody, maybe she'll flip sides. We did see an, an officer get shot, but I think it was the other guy. Right. Uh, nope. I don't think we ever clearly saw uh, Lieutenant right. K.O., that's what we should call her, Lieutenant Ko. Uh, um, so hopefully she'll be back next uh, season, and who knows? Maybe we can exploit our connection to have her as honest a guest on the show. Now you're talking. So uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, no, I, I like. Um, I don't know. It, it it's now so at the the end of the the Bibboba bit, as you said. Mm-hmm. Can I call this episode that, or is that too spoilery? Will people see it before they play it? Mm. Um. The mm, yeah, it, it ends with uh, no, what does it say? It says the book of Boba Fett coming in 2021. Now, is that saying that Mandalorian season three is going to be Boba Fett and him taking over the Empire? We're done with the titular Mandalorian, and now the Mandalorian is about Boba Fett and his is it like essentially like a, a American horror story or something like that? Where right, new season, new, new story, new group of people. We, we're done with that arc of of uh. Din Jaren and and Grogu. Uh, now we're now we're on with a new batch of people. Wow, it's because uh, timing wise, that seems like it, right? Or are they adding another horse to this race? I um, it I love the idea of them doing that, especially because it means that the whole dark thing would be unresolved. Because who really cares? Um, <laughs> So, uh, or they could, you know, save that continuation for some other, one of the other series they have going on. Maybe that'll be Rangers of the New Republic or something, though. Uh, so, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I uh, wonder. Or do I want to see a Boba Fett series after all this? Um, let's see. Maybe her, him and Fennec Prawn running a, some kind of crime empire. Oh. So, on... I really don't think Bib Fortuna... How did he even keep... First, I thought Boba Fett was just taking over the Bomar Monk's house because how oh, on right. earth could Bib Fortuna have run a criminal empire without Jabba's? Oh, he was like, running reputation. it the whole time. Come on, 
It's like Fredo Corleone taking over and then being like, no. oh, yeah, everything kept going normal. Come on. I know, wrong. But, but Bib Fortuna is, is much more, it's like, it's more like, you know, Tom Hagen running, taking over the criminal empire. You could do he that. Did you see how quickly he fell to the mind trick yeah. stunt for, uh, Tom? <laughs> um, uh, so apparently on, on uh, Disney Investor Day 2020, which was just a, uh, as we record this, mm-hmm. just a week or two ago, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy finally confirmed about that. that the story will continue on December 24th, 2021, but did not confirm that the story would be a third season. Wow. And then uh, at the at the end of Chapter 16 of The Mandalorian, the uh, show confirmed a spinoff story instead featuring Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, to begin in December 2021. There's no confirmation as yet when a third season will be released or if the reports on the third season were instead referring to the three spinoff shows. Wow. Book of Boba Fett is an upcoming television project focusing on the character of Boba Fett. So that's a, all we know is that we don't know. All we know is that we don't know nothing. And I guess if they do have the Boba Fett series, then they could bring the titular Mandalorian appear on that yeah they have a they have a relationship right i mean that would be one disappointment is i mean i feel like things were kind of left hanging with the with the mandalorian like his story was not wrapped up really other than getting rid of oh uh, quest completed now what's he gonna do right but so you think he just walks away after that that's what i mean it 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 didn't seem very endingy for him he didn't seem to have really a lot of resolution to it Hmm. but um yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm assuming he would just go back to grief Karga and and get some more jobs, right? Or um, go work for his new friend Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll Maybe. see. Uh, nevertheless, nonetheless, I think this this show um, is was better than it had any right for us to expect it to be. So, uh, I overall, I would give, definitely give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, interested in what the future holds. Like, is this mm-hmm. uh, is this the moment? You know, is this the the? Will we look back and be like, oh man, season one and two of the Mandalorian are great, but then what happened after? Once they got rid of Baby Yoda, um, could be. But I don't know. Like, it. it, it uh, I'm not going to worry too much because they. I was. I was. Suspicious somewhat of this uh, you know show when it started, and it's been overall pretty good. I, I like season two more than season one. I think there, season one had a couple of high points for me, but but overall, um, season two I felt like maintained a steady pace for for mm-hmm. the whole way through. No Tora Calican, so I'm a little bit disappointed. But you know, that, hey, that's season three. Maybe he'll be back. We're back mm-hmm. on Tatooine with with criminals, so maybe. Uh, uh, you know, Fennec Shand has unfinished business. If she can survive, why can't Toro Calican survive? That's uh, Bobby Cannavale Jr. Yeah, Space, space okay. Bobby Cannavale Jr. Um, but, uh, you know, his name is Toro Calican, not Calicant. What do you think they do? I mean, and this applies to the cantina as well. Like, Greedo gets killed. What? Uh, Greedo, oh. I, Greedo, I know they made it into soup. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say Doctor, or let's say um, someone else gets killed. Do they just like? Is there like a service on Tatooine where they do Jaw? They just go, hey, listen, Jawas, just take this thing away, and you know, mm. there's a story for you. The what do you do with all the bodies kind of like... that pile up at the cantina? <laughs> right, the the, the um, uh, Undertaker, Tatooine Undertaker. Yeah. Again, mm. not a wrestling reference. <laughs> so far. Too many wrestling. Well, references. so I guess this will be our last uh, episode of the year. We'll see everyone um, 
for more Mandalorian and hopefully next uh, year. Well, yeah, if it changes to the Book of Boba Fett, what do we call it? We have we have oh, all kinds know. of new uh, sh- show names to come up with based on that investors <laughs> call, but but yeah, it's this true. is it for the for the Mandalorian for now. Hmm? Um, as you all hopefully know, we do a uh, a regular show called Star Wars Minute where we go minute by minute through the Star Wars saga, the Star Wars movies, and we are about to start our coverage of the Last Jedi, and uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna let the uh, let the holidays happen, and then we'll be back mm-hmm. with. Um, coverage of of uh, the last jedi minute by minute which should take about you know i think eight months this time or something like that long time yeah it's uh it's a long film <laughs> and uh we are uh, excited to start that should be should be fun mm-hmm. um if you don't please follow us on social media at star wars minute on twitter the star wars minute on instagram um if you like this show rate review subscribe um go that helps bump up mm-hmm. in the ratings and what have you mm-hmm. and uh that's it we'll see you uh in a little bit uh potentially in a year here uh on a new mandalorian or maybe not maybe it's going to be some book of boba fett minute i don't know what <laughs> what what we would call that not even i'm sure we'll have to we'll have to work on it but uh signing off this was the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs>